Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. It's good to have you with us. Wow, okay, so I am not going to drag this intro out any longer than it has to be because I know, I just know you want all the details and you want them now. 2021 season, it's a go. In this episode, we're covering everything you need to know. Naturally, there are some changes because of the pandemic. We'll cover them. We'll cover keeping trips as COVID secure as possible and the fun bit, what trips are happening and what they're going to look like. So here is Trust CEO Frank, Operations Managers James and Laura and our Medical Advisor and Trustee Dr Dave Hoban with the news we've all been waiting for. Hello Frank, James, Laura, Dave, thank you for joining us. Frank, we're going to get into the detail, how it all came together, the meat of the last few months and all the effort that's brought us to this point. But before that, how are you feeling right now? Thanks, Scott. Um, I said to you a while ago that nothing would make me happier than the trust supporting young people um, in person again this summer. And we now have a plan that will enable us to support young people in person again this summer. So um, uh, as I promised, uh, nothing would make me happier. And so I'm a very happy, um, happy person today. And I think that probably, as well as being happy, I'm, I'm slightly aware of just how much we've got to do between now and, and July. And obviously, I think in all forms of life, we're finding coming out of lockdown quite strange. So things that would have felt really natural to do uh, a year and a half ago don't feel as natural. So uh, I'm incredibly happy, very excited, um, slightly in awe of the team and how much they're going to do between now and July and probably um yeah slightly nervous as well so a lot of emotion Scott bimbling around Frank's brain. It is really amazing okay so top line stuff what are we announcing today what do we want people to know? So I think the most important thing for people to know Scott is that we are not going to do anything that puts anybody at, at risk so there were two questions that we asked ourselves to get ourselves where we are. And I'm going to let Laura and James answer in detail about what we're going to do. But we asked two questions, which was, you know, if, if we run this activity, can we keep young people, our volunteers, our team safe? And does the feedback from young people, families, hospitals, charity partners suggest that if we organise trips, young people would want to come and and very high level we're doing slightly different things with different groups of of young people so we're going to do something very different with young people who are coming to us for the first time and then we're going to do a slightly different program for those under 18s who are coming back to us and then the over 18s who are coming back to us but I'm going to let James and Laura talk through that in detail. And I think one of the things that has popped up and will pop up is reassurance. We're going to talk about it more later in this chat, but from where you've been sitting, Frank, and you've sort of touched on how much work there is to be done, but just how much effort has gone into getting to the point we're at today so far? So um, I, I can't really describe the the last um well 12 months you know i mean it, it's 
it's very strange to think that, you know, on the 7th of March last year, we were running a volunteer training day in Birmingham and two weeks later, the UK was in lockdown. So a huge amount of work has gone in by so many different people. Um, our board of trustees have been fantastic days on this call. It gives me a chance to thank him and, and the support that he's given and the advice and the listening to us. But But the whole team, you know, Laura and James, you know, the rest of the leadership team, all of the team at the Trust, you know, we have, you know, we, I think we've probably planned 17 different scenarios um, over the last 12 months. You know, we, we've, we've, this is, this, we've got to a great place that, you know, the team have done a huge amount of work to get us to where we've got to. And I, and I've, I think we've got to the right place and I'm really excited about what we're going to do, but there's been, there's been a lot of work that has gone into this and, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's just gone that extra mile to, to get us to this position. James and Laura, some people might know that at the start of the year, some members of the operations team pay a visit to our hospital and charity partners. It's the beginning of the process of having young people come along on a trip. This year, it was obviously done virtually and I think it's fair to say we didn't really know for sure what kind of mindset people would be in when it comes to trips. The, the same could be said for young people who we already know. Would they feel confident coming on a return trip? What have those conversations been like? So Scott, I'll, I'll start off um, talking a little bit about our hostel visits. So you're absolutely right. Um, two members of each North and South Ops team did our virtual visits with the hostels across the UK. Um, and the, the feedback was, was quite similar across the board, to be honest. Um, and, and that was that young people going through treatment with all of the extra restrictions that are, are in place on the wards at the moment, um, the fact that some of them aren't able to have more than one parent in the room at the same time and all of the PPE that that, that entails, um, that our normal four-day first-time trips um, were going to be a really hard thing to convince young people were safe to come on. And, you know, at that time we're having those conversations, probably quite an unrealistic thing to have that conversation as well. So... What we also took is that that need for the support and activity is still there. Um, we just need to make it slightly easier to access. So taking away some of the travel and some of the risks that we know are associated with COVID to make that more feasible. So we, our team had some really in-depth conversations um, with a group of over 30 of our young people who were due to come back on our return trips. Um, and some really great feedback from our fantastic youth board as well, actually. And I think that feedback was really clear that young people wanted to start returning to normal life um, and having a, a trust trip to look forward to was a really important factor in that. I think unlike our, our first timers, obviously they have a relationship with the trust previously. They've seen that we put safety at the forefront. They know what to expect. So I think that element um, is slightly easier, easier for them. The conversations the team had with parents as well, they very clearly said that if their children were being asked to go back to school or you know, young people going back to college, they felt confident enough to come on a, a trust trip. Um, and as I said, the, the really overwhelming piece of feedback from those conversations were that young people and parents all had the confidence in the trust that we would prioritize safety and we wouldn't be taking any unnecessary risks. Um, and we, we would be really clear when it was safe to return and that all our activities would be following COVID safe measures. You both have the admittedly pretty difficult task of making all this come together. 
running trips in normal times can feel like spinning plates. Laura, can you give us an overview of the 2021 season, what it looks like and how it will work? Yeah, sure. So um, our first on the water activity will actually be around the island race. Um, so we're going to be using that as a test event. It will be a group of our graduate volunteers on board Solent Hero. Um, and that will give us a really great chance to test out our COVID procedures and our safety management and just really hone in on the detail there to make sure we have everything in place for our trips that will start for the rest of our young people on the 12th of July. And as Frank mentioned at the, the start there, we'll be doing something a little bit different for our, our first time um, young people this year. And we'll be running regional Taste of the Trust Days. These will be for our 18 to 17 year olds and also our 18 to 24 year olds as well. Um, they'll be held across the UK and the aim is that 80% of young people will be within 90 minutes of activity. And obviously, depending where we are in the country, that will either be a day of activity at an outdoor centre or a day sailing on board the trust yacht in um, a specific location. We'll be providing all the travel from the primary treatment centres as well, so that will completely limit the need for any public transport to be used. Um, and again, just minimising any risk there. Then for our return trips, so we'll be running three residentials for our eight to 17 year olds. And we'll be using kind of uh, those activity centres that we've got long-standing relationships with, Bradwell, Water Park, that we've worked really closely with before and we know deliver really great safe trips. Um, and for our over-18s, we'll be running four or five-day South Coast cruising trips from Cows um, and also our Scotland longer cruising weeks from Largs as well. Um, we, do, we will also have a, a residential option at Bradwell for our over-18s as well as a, a really great five-day trip on Ocean Youth Trust South Blythic. Um, and we're also hoping to be able to run a canal trip at the end of the season for our over-18s and um, enter into the Asto Small Ships race as well. So a really exciting programme for both our, our under-18s and our over-18 returners. And as Frank said, something a little bit different for our first-timers. And the idea being that they get that taste of the trust um, get their toe in the water and feel confident to come back on a, a full four-day trust trip next year. James, I know from sharing an office in normal times that you've made a huge effort to make the Largs office COVID secure. I know the same thing has happened down south in our cows base. We'll get into the specifics of keeping young people safe with Dave in a moment when it comes to health, but when it comes to the everyday running of trips, the things young people will experience during trips, what can they expect based on what we know at the moment? Thanks, Scott. So unfortunately, there is no one capsule technique or procedure um, that will help us eliminate the risk of COVID completely. So what we're doing is, is implementing lots of little procedures and things that we know reduce that risk. So overall, you know, we bring that down to as low as we possibly can. So that's things like uh, utilising the lateral flow testing before young people, volunteers and, and trust team would travel to the activity site be that uh, the return centres that Laura's talked about or our normal yacht centres in Argus and Cows. Um, as Laura mentioned, utilising private transport where we would normally have used public transport to just limit the, the exposure risk after that. Also, you know, regular temperature checking. Now that is at the first point of entry to the trust. Now that might be the bus on the travel or it might be if someone's chosen to travel uh, under their own steam um, at the entry to the site uh, and maintaining that on some of the multi-day trips each day to ensure that we're picking up any suspicious symptoms early. 
we will be running, as Laura said, our first time trip without a residential aspect, and that will be predominantly kept outside. So there'll be some use of marquees uh, where suitable on shore for the activity. And with the exception of things like going to the toilet, will all be kept outside to really minimise that risk. We'll be doing quite rigorous uh, between activity uh, cleaning sessions um, that will entail uh, some fogging equipment that we uh, have already used in or used in some of our offices um, to fog any shared kit, for example, life jackets or waterproofs and the areas as well that we would be um, using that are inside. Some of the basics still need to be kept up. You know, we need to keep really high standards of hand hygiene. So there will be plenty of hand washing uh, and hand sanitizing uh, stations available wherever the, the trip site is. Um, you know, we've, we've extra of that carried with us as well to really reduce those risks. And finally, um, I think Dave's going to talk about a little bit. We've had to make some amendments to our medical criteria. And that means, unfortunately, not taking some young people, trust team or volunteers with us this year if they're clinically extremely vulnerable. And finally, everybody over 18, whether they be trust staff, volunteers uh, or young people being at least two weeks post their first vaccination unless they are medically exempt. Dave, you are the person we turn to when it comes to the health and safety of young people concerning cancer and coming on a trip. There are changes to our usual eligibility criteria this year, like James just said. What are they and why have they been made? So uh, thanks, Scott, and thanks, uh, the rest of the gang. Um, I think really quite simply, the whole ethos at the moment is, uh, as you've heard, is really reducing the risk to the smallest possible risk we can um, I think, you know, we have to accept that we can't reduce that risk to completely zero. So as a result of that, um, in addition to all the standards that have just been described to you, we are having to look at the young people who normally travel with us and, and, and work with us and, and come on the activities. Unfortunately, in order to minimise that risk, I, I think we've had to sort of agree that anybody that really is on any form of active treatment at the moment um, is not really going to be able to join any of the activities this year. Now, uh, you know, I, I accept that, you know, cancer treatment for looks so different these days to maybe when the trust started um, back in, you know, 2004. But I think we, we do accept that each year, historically, we've allowed some people to come on trips that have been on some form of active treatment still, um, we've, we've had to curtail that idea and that concept um, as we emerge out of lockdown. Um, so really, it's, it's young people who are well off treatment, who are generally well. Um, I, I think we're all a little bit nervous to pick up on Frank's thoughts right at the very start. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's absolutely right that we are completely focused on on trying to minimise any risk to anybody to as small as we possibly can get it. Um, and I would have to say that the amount of work that's gone on to get to that point is huge. Um, it is unbelievable. I, I just listened to the, the ops team and you guys, and frankly, it sounds like trying to play chess in three dimensions. Um, I, I, you know, I'm bad at chess as it is. So, um, it just amazes me what we've managed to achieve. Now, I think we have to recognise and accept still, we're still juggling a little bit with the unknown. Um, you know, despite the roadmap um, and despite everything that, you know, 
has come out of central government. I think there's still a little bit of an unknown quantity to this. Uh, and, and sorry to harp on about the sailing metaphors, but hopefully with the wind behind us, um, you know, we will we will get to the point that Frank's alluded to that we're all desperate to see this year. And I'd have to say, from what I see in clinic, um, you know, young people are desperate to start to do stuff. Uh, you know, so I think I think we have had to compromise this year in terms of, of the young people that we normally take. What I would say to people is really do not worry about that. You know, that's this is how, this is not going to be a long term issue. I don't believe. You know, we we will emerge fully from this, and you know, yes, we will get back to full functionality in due course. But for those young people who maybe feel a little bit frustrated that for you know, they either miss out or feel like they miss out this year. Please don't worry about that. You're on our radar. We know you're there and we are going to be out and, and working with you um, as soon as we can. And if it's not this year, come, come and join us next year. And as a trustee, as well as the trust's medical advisor, it's your job to also speak up if the trust team are doing things that you're not on board with. So it's not a safe and easy question for me to ask this because a big part of the reason you're so involved is we listen and we value your insight and your input so much, along with all the other trustees. And we genuinely need your approval to do these things. So the question is, are you feeling reassured by what the trust team have put in place and are working towards to keep young people safe on trips? Absolutely. 100%. The, the board have been very, uh, well, impressed is, is an understatement. There probably isn't the right word for this. Um, you know, the board as a whole have been hugely impressed by, you know, the amount of work, the amount of thought, you know, the, the juggling of all these scenarios and contemplation of different, you know, options by all of the team. We see uh, very clearly how complex and how, you know, challenging this has been. But frankly, um, everybody has done an amazing job and um, you know uh, that everybody should be proud of what we've done to get to this point here you know we we've been able to talk with Frank and the team and you know ask the challenging questions um, pose the what-ifs the hows and the wherefores and um, yeah I, I think this is about as watertight as it could be sorry boating metaphors again possibly but you know, this this has not been an easy undertaking. Um, I think you probably only have to look around at other um, charitable organisations to know how people have struggled really in delivering what their charitable aims are. You know, I mean, you guys pulled it out of the hat last year when you did virtual summer and you only have to look at how successful that was. The amount of work you've done to deliver this and again, I, I'm conscious that we're dealing with, again, some unknown quantities as we go forward. But um, I, I think this will work. It, it, everything that's been done, to me, is very robust, very safe. It's as safe as we can get it. Um, and so um, absolutely, the, the Board of Trustees fully behind all of the team. And we have no concerns or anxieties that, Things have been, you know, missed or not, con you know, not focused on. The amount of focus on this is, yeah, is really absolutely top notch. Frank, we've talked about changes to eligibility criteria just there. For those who hoped to come along this year but aren't able, 
can you give us more information on what that looks like regarding number of trips they've been on, future trips, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely, Scott. So I think as, um, you know, as Dave has really summed up, you know, this is a decision we had to make because, you know, we can't, we can't reduce the risk completely and we need to manage the risks. And as James said, you know, there's not one thing that manages the risk. So this hasn't been an easy decision. It's a decision that was, you know, made by the leadership team, by myself, by the board of trustees. And, and it is the right decision, but it, but we also recognise it's a really difficult decision. And, um, you know, we will we will look to find ways. So, so it's going to affect two groups of people. It's going to affect some of our volunteers and we will look at other ways that we can get those volunteers involved with the trust this year. We'll be in contact with those volunteers to talk about that to them. And um, it, it would affect some of the young people who, who are either going to return or might've been thinking about coming to the taste of the trust. So for those young people <clears throat> that were going to return, um, you know, we will see you back in, in 2022 and, you know, we'll just add a year on to, to, to how many times you can return to those who, you know, might have been able to come to a taste of the trust. You know, we really look forward to welcoming you next year. Um, it's, it's not been an easier decision. It's, it's probably been the hardest decision we've made in the whole of, you know, the discussions around it, but, but it's the right decision. And, and I realise that there may be people who, you know, want to discuss that further, Scott. And Lauren James would be really happy to talk to anyone who's got any concerns or questions around this, and you can contact them at volunteers at emcancertrust.org. You know, it's not an easy decision. It's the right decision, but we will still be there for young people in 2022. You know, and um, with everything we're going to do this year, Scott, things can change. I mean, you know, the last... Um, 14 months have taught us anything. It's taught us that things change. And actually, you know, as Dave has said, there's a roadmap. There seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, things may change. And, and we will be open and honest with people if things change. And, you know, we, 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 we may have to make changes to what we've got planned now. But rest assured, everybody who knows us, who knows the trust, knows that what we will do is what's best for young people. And every decision we've made has not been about, you know, commercial pressure or fundraising or, or what James or Laura or Frank wants to do or, you know, or what the, you know, every decision has been made on what is best for the young people that we support. And that's what will continue to guide every decision we make. What's best for the young people. We've got a plan and we've, and we've got, you know, we've got a light at the end of the tunnel and, and that feels, um, really special i think it'd be nice now that there's hope young people will be back on the water we will hopefully have an in-person season we can actually now get excited so how's about sharing something you're all looking forward to about this summer laura what are you looking forward to oh that's a really tough question and i've got to go first um i think it's really hard to pick out one thing i just i can't wait to see young people back on trips um and I think probably hearing the, the first best bit, worst bit, funniest bit of, of the year is going to be a really special moment. And I, I can't wait for that. James, what about you? 
For me, I think it's two things. I think I'm really looking forward to those first-time young people who haven't been on one of our trips before, meeting the trust, albeit in a slightly different format this year, and hopefully seeing that excitement on their faces and them getting to know other young people that they maybe haven't seen for the past year or so. And also then, of course, our return young people who maybe some of them already know each other, seeing those faces as they see friends that they've not seen in a couple of years, or maybe even more than that on other trips uh, for the first time. I'm really looking forward to that aspect. What about you, Dave? What are you looking forward to? So I, I guess always difficult to, to pick out, but um, I probably two things for me, just seeing the impact that young, we get on young people or we have on young people when, um, when I get to see them in clinic after they've been away with the trust. That's always fantastic. Um, and if I'm honest, and it might sound a bit odd, but I'm really looking forward to hearing how the team feel. Being back, doing what they love, what everybody is passionate about, and hearing the buzz that they all get. They, I, I, I can only imagine how frustrating it's been, but just to hear the team doing what they're all brilliant at, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing as well. And the final word goes to you, Frank. What are you excited for? I think what I'm most excited for, Scott, and, and I think um, it's that uh, standing at my desk with the doors open, listening to the uh, excitement and noise of a trip starting, that, that buzz that you get as people are just starting to get to know each other, starting to have those conversations, the, the sound of volunteers running around trying to find life jackets, um, you know, young people talking, just about to start the icebreakers, uh, the team running around, sorting out all those last minutes. I, I think that that will be that that noise of of the trust being open again will be incredibly special. Thank you so much to Frank, James, Laura, and Dave for joining us, and you two for listening in. It's happening. There's a lot of information to take in about what 2021 is going to look like. I'm not going to stop you from listening to this podcast again, but as well, our website is revamped with what you need to know for this year. As more things become clear as we approach the summer, more and more details will appear. We'll also be holding Q&As, so keep an eye out for them as well. As Frank said, changes to our eligibility criteria means not everyone is able to come along. To reiterate, anyone who wants to talk about this can contact James and Laura at volunteer at emcancertrust.org. That's volunteer at emcancertrust.org. And can I just say personally, what a delight to have this conversation and be in this position. There's always that note of caution we have seen over the last year how things can change, but fingers crossed we will be seeing each other soon. Maybe we'll even do a sound waves in person. Until next time, take care.